probably with this this communication gap can find a way to end because um even when you guys are growing up i remember always try to we just no connection we're all like individuals you know i don't know we love each other but how do we show it what is going on y'all welcome to the redefine your roots podcast my mission for this series is all about understanding where we come from what is the source of who we are today how can we challenge our perspectives of what we know to show up as our highest version of ourselves every episode you'll hear an impactful story or perspective to help create a new narrative of our own I'm your host, a queer black woman, entrepreneur, coach, mental health advocate, creative, and most importantly, a real person, just trying to figure out the ways of the world. My name is Nicole Raglan, and this is Redefine Your Roots. Good morning, everyone. I am here with another special guest, (laughs) Um, someone that has guided me and molded me into who I am today. Um, Definitely has been a key part of instilling values and mindset and just how I've been showing up in the world. I just thought it would be really important to continue to have this conversation about who I am and how I'm showing up with this individual. Um, Yeah, and I'm super excited for this conversation because this isn't something that we usually do. We don't usually speak. So I'm just really um, excited to be open. Um, But that being said, I am with my lovely mother here today. How you doing, Ma? (laughs) I'm doing great. Thank you, my lovely daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. Um, What is like your emotion right now? Do you feel like nervous at all? Yeah, nervous. Nervous, definitely. And kind of excited that we get to be in this moment. As I said, we never really talk, you know. Um, So I'm glad for today. Yeah, me too. And I feel like that's something that I've always kind of, like, identified myself with. Like, oh, like, me and my mom don't really speak. But I I know that, you know, there, there was always love there. So... Yeah, I, w- I wanted to create this. I wanted to be able to have this conversation and, you know, initiate it because I, I wanted that to change. So yeah. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you define yourself with the world. My. So I'm glad that you're doing this podcast to find yourself because I'm still at this age and I've never really taken time to look into myself and see who I am, what brought me this far. But I know that I um, am a go-getter, you know, always try to get things done, you know. Tell me what you want to get done, I'll get it done. Um, uh, Yeah, Nikki, that's that's it for now. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, that's fine. (laughs) You know, like, and I, I always tell everybody, they're like, wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I'm like, it is, but, mm-hmm. you know, however you want to define yourself is perfectly okay. And, you know, I'm just interested. 
yeah and I feel like that kind of go-getter mentality is something that I definitely hold within myself um, and I just wanted to kind of understand that background a little more so where do you feel like you've got that kind of go-getter mentality what kind of like drives you to get it done one well, I guess from my mother um, my dad was always in the background you know support with support but he really grew up with just my mom as a focus and she would do anything to make sure we had a meal you know do so she herself couldn't even understand why some people suffering because she without much education brought us through make sure I went to high school you know give me a lot of opportunities that she never had as a single uneducated person and um so I just took that so whatever little I have I'm gonna make it much so I've never really stressed on lack you know I always say okay if I have one item how can I spend this one item to multiply it and that's how I've always been you know so yeah I'll give my mom credit for that yeah, that's awesome because <laughs> that that takes a lot like you know that that definitely does take a lot in, like to kind of take one piece of thing and just be able to flip it in into into your way and like i feel like especially like in society now we stress lack a lot like you know even me i'll do it sometimes i'm like I, well i don't have this so i can't get this done like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like the world makes it seem like you need to have it all in order yeah. to receive it all so that that's that's really dope so can you talk to a little talk to us a little bit about just like your like your upbringing and your background and like where you're from because I know you're saying like you know your mom was kind of like uneducated and she didn't didn't really have much but like what did that look like from like your perspective so I'm from Jamaica we are from Jamaica island which we love very much all right so growing up I grew up in Jamaica with my mom and my brother and sister um went to high school in Jamaica which was a honor for my mom because I passed my exam and she was like elated and everything <laughs> that was her big accomplishment her daughter when going to high school you know kind of showing her hard work paying off yeah so you know I try I make sure I stayed in high school and didn't get pregnant because I would have been <laughs> like a failure to her mm. I'd gotten pregnant and dropped out of high school so I make sure I stayed focused um yeah, she was a dressmaker and uh she had so we had all the, the neighborhood girls them coming to her for their dance hall clothes and stuff Ooh, <laughs> dance hall clothes you don't tell me that <laughs> yeah she could you know she you know yeah, she was like the neighborhood um seamstress yeah so that's what that's where's our hustle yeah so my mom yeah she would hustle a lot with you know she would actually like to, you know if she the girls come with you know it's poor community so if they brought a small piece of cloth she'll come up with some outfit like she'll just make it work <laughs> and make so she satisfied them with whatever little scraps of stuff that they had so they didn't need much clothes for dance hall anyway <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> oh boy yeah so but I, you know, I enjoy, because she served people like that, I guess maybe that's why I end up in the service industry, the restaurant. Also, I have to give credit to my grandmother too. 
because she was um, a restaurateur in her own right. You know, she would walk around the the downtown market with her little basket on her head, hollering out, um, restaurant! <laughs> you know, so everybody know her. She would come um, yeah, with her little basket of food. So, all oh, a lot of hustling in my, in my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like I've instilled that little hustle hustle because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like ever since... I've graduated from school. I've just been figuring it out, like, you know, just getting it done, finding a way to pay a bill here or there. So I definitely feel like that creativity factor has been something that I've been able to take on. So you are a business owner, a very successful business owner. Um, You and Daddy have created, like, this literal foundation for the family. You know, I feel like the restaurant that you own um you go ahead and plug yourself flavors international grill um in bronx new york and flavors catering kitchen in mount vernon new york um definitely has been something that has been like a key foundation to i feel like our whole family i feel like that was always just kind of like that main point of connection um so I always wonder, like, if it wasn't there, then how would be would we be able to connect? And I think that, you know, I just wanted to, like, open up the conversation about what owning your own business looks like to you and how you feel like it's kind of, like, impacted us in a way. Just, like, how do you feel like it's allowed you to show up as a mom? Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I feel guilty, say so wow. And then sometimes I feel proud because, um, you know, you guys took on a lot at a young age. You know, I have to sacrifice being there, but you guys figured it out. Literally showing up to school and getting your homework done without much um, intervention from me. You guys know when to study. You guys went to college by yourself. <laughs> you guys figured out everything. And so on that hand, you know, I think um, I've created strong people in that sense that you guys could go figure it out and get your lives moving without much help from me. And then I feel guilty because mom is supposed to be there showing you everything. You know, guiding your own epic decisions. But yeah, I definitely I definitely agree on that factor. I definitely feel like I had to grow up fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely um, feel like I... Not even just grow up fast, because I feel like I was still able to have a childhood. But I felt like I had to mature fast. Like, so... Um, I was talking to Daddy about this, like... Um, just kind of figuring out my way how to get home like how to get to school how to get to practice how to get home from practice at 9 30 at night mm-hmm. how to um, you know like if there was something that I was struggling with um, I had to figure out how to go to extra help or or like maybe like talk to someone else's uh, mom with helping me get them to help me with my homework if you weren't around or something like that like I did feel like I had to figure it out early but I definitely feel like that allowed me to 
figure things out like you know like whenever I feel like something that is hard for me to relate to when it comes to like some people around my age or like when I was earlier and they were around my age is like how stressed they would get <laughs> like I I just knew that I felt like I couldn't go into panic mode because I had to figure it out like panic is just like gonna lead to panic, panic and I wasn't gonna get the answer to whatever I needed to get so I felt like that allowed me to show up as a rational person even though I can be very anxious at times I I think that's probably why because I know that I have to show up in a rational way so I feel like that would be like the one kind of like I don't want to say downfall but essentially downfall in kind of that aspect um um but I just essentially want to understand what I guess showing up in a way that would fit, make you feel less guilty about creating what you've created. Um, probably if I maybe uh, I'd plan at a better plan, planning strategy, because I really went into business trying to find find a way out. <laughs> They didn't go creating, you know, it was just, okay, um, I'm going to start a restaurant, but there was no seeking advice from anyone. It was just learning the hard way. And I always said to myself, we took the scenic route. We learned everything that's wrong about starting a business, you know. Um, so probably if we had a plan and a structure where we could say, okay, um, we would, I wouldn't have to spend so much time in the restaurant and not showing up for your kids, you know. So we spend a lot of long hours there, so that kind of made me feel guilty. Yeah, that's real. Um, and I just wanted to like reiterate, like it was, it's, it was never like something for me at least where I, um, I don't want to say like blame, like or like that's taking away from how you showed up as a mom it was just my experience you know I do feel like you were a good mom I do, do feel like you were a provider I do feel like you did show up when the times called for it um yeah mm. yeah yeah I wasn't thought about that thing too <laughs> I'll try to I'll be at least at the major um, events, like if you had like a cheerleading stuff, and make sure I get to the major ones, <laughs> you know. There's some mom up time for the everyday ones, but <sighs> how to make the business survive. Yeah, mm. that that was a whole thing for me. I think because I feel like at the time I wasn't looking at it like that. Because all right, got well. So a lot of people might not know, but I was a cheerleader, just to give like a premise. So in like high school, middle school, I did cheerleading like throughout uh, middle school and high school. So I would have a competition like every week, <laughs> like every other minute we would have some type of event or some type of like coin drop fundraiser or something. I always had something going on. And I feel like from that I always saw like the cheer moms and the cheer dads were just always around and I felt like something that I had to 
kind of adjust to was like seeing that and not having you around and I was talking to daddy a little bit about it earlier just like seeing um how other people were showing up for their kids versus how you were and I was having to compare the two like which one was right and which one was like wrong and I'm like you know just being young it's just like you see you see how love is being given in this certain way versus like how you're receiving it and it is it was just hard like to like see that um um but i i feel like i always did know that it was something that you needed to just you know do to provide and be there and i feel like at the time daddy was still working his other job so it wasn't like you know he had he just had more time to show up in that way you know whereas you you only could really go to like the big things and I always felt like I don't know like I just wish you were around more yeah yeah that as I say that's one of the things that really haunted me because um but I'm still glad you, you guys didn't went off, you know, because a lot of kids which had time on their hand, you know, would get into all sort of mischief. But you guys remain focused, and which I'm thankful for. You know, and um, as I said, you know, at that time, it was just me, you know, I'm trying to leave a legacy for the, for you guys, you know. So I'm gonna build, they always said I'm gonna have three restaurants, once for each of you. <laughs> and uh, I did have three. <laughs> you did have three. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely think that you know, you and daddy did say this, that oh, we were really good kids growing up, like compared to how I was or like, and I do agree. I feel like I was a great kid. I didn't really do too much. I didn't really, um, you know, I wasn't like out and about in the streets, like daddy said, like I wasn't really like that type of kid. And I feel like, but I just feel like from my experience, I wasn't really like that. But just to kind of like, challenge that thought because I felt like a lot of the times when I did want to do things and I did want to go places it was like I wasn't really allowed to kind of explore outside of being this good kid because you never really like challenged me to and I felt like it got to a point where I started to challenge myself to like when like, I know, like, if there was a few times, like, once I got older, like, I would, you, I would ask you if I could go places, and you would just be like, no, like, and I would be like, why? Like, I just feel like I'm getting older, and I'm, you know, I've been respecting you guys, and how you guys been doing everything, and, like, I want to experience stuff. I don't want to be in the house all the time. All I know is cheerleading practice, school, back home. That's all I know, and I want to be around my friends. I want to be able to explore this or explore that, and I felt like I didn't really get a chance to do that until I really started to challenge that. So why do you feel like you were so hard? Yeah, because um, 
Because if I'm not going to be really there to monitor you, I'd rather you just stay home. Because um, cause once you start going out and hanging out, there's a lot of guidance it's going to require, like, I think. Like, you know. So, what are you coming home? Why are you hanging out that late? What's going on? It's going to be, like, too much to go into, which by the time I get home, I'll be dead tired to even think about it. So most of the time the answer would have to be no. So to keep you safe. Um uh, you know. Yeah, that's basically it. Did you ever feel like growing up that you were trying to explore and like get things done? Like I know earlier you were talking about like grandma kind of just being proud and you didn't wanna be shamed by getting pregnant earlier so you felt like you wanted to stay on this path so did you ever feel like you just wanted to experience outside of whatever like this destined path was for you just to like see like a different way of showing up not really not really because uh you know i've always just wanted to be on the right path. <laughs> I've never wanted to be like a bad girl. Or not even like a bad girl, but or just like, like just like like I feel like I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. Like when I was in college I felt like I was hanging out with people that weren't necessarily aligned with the type of person that I wanted to be. They weren't mm-hmm. bad people. Mm-hmm. They weren't bad people at all. But I felt like now like I felt like I wish I would have been more around like open-minded people and like you know people that were creative and just people that would have brought out things that I feel like I'm doing now that I felt like I have to bring out of myself so I mean like in regards to like how you were showing up just seeing like the people that you were around and kind of kind of looking outside of that and being like, oh, you know what? I actually kind of aligned with this. It didn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but just seeing what you aligned with outside. And I feel like for me, like when I went to like cheerleading practice, those were the people that I was like forced to align with, but I wasn't really able to experience what that alignment looked like outside of cheerleading practice because I had to be home. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, did you ever feel like that? Um, well, I guess at one point in high school, I, I tried to get into the in-crowd group, you know. Never did work out. It just wasn't who I was, you know. It was just a quiet kid trying to be with the loud kids, and it's, it just never worked. And that that was that was the thing for me too because I definitely feel like I was a quiet person, and I was you know I was with cheerleaders they're loud <laughs> you know what I'm saying I you know I definitely felt like I was always the more chill person of the bunch but like even that like being around those type of people they're not aligned with me but I wasn't able to like deviate too far away from yeah. getting outside of this experience because I wasn't really allowed to go anywhere. um but yeah i just wanted to kind of like share my thought on that no i just never did stress um stuff like that 
But it's not too late. I'm gonna go inside and figure it out. Cause mm -hmm. I have stuff to figure out too. Cause I'm taking the time. Sometimes I say maybe that's why I work so much because I don't want to figure it out. I want to go inside and find out why I'm really. And that takes a lot of courage. So I'm glad that you're doing this for you. Cause I haven't done it yet. <laughs> you know, it helps cause you know, no, it's gonna trigger something. So a little bit more that, you know. Yeah. And probably with this, it won't, this communication gap can find a way to end. Cause um, even when you guys are growing up, if you remember, always try to we just no connection we're all like individuals yeah but I know we love each other but how do we show it you know yeah and I think that was something that I was was always kind of confused about and I feel like me like over these past like two or three years I've been really trying to just not associate myself with lacking in that way and I was talking to daddy yesterday maybe that's where it came from because I was just like I don't know where I got the fact that I feel like I'm a bad communicator it's just like I just can't communicate with you guys <laughs> like because I'm a great communicator you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. or it it's just like I think a lot of it was just like having to um initiate the conversation was something that I didn't want to do so I felt like because of that I couldn't communicate but I feel like outside of you guys like I can initiate conversation I feel like I can keep up with the conversation I feel like I know how to end the conversation you know like I am pretty good at those things but I think because maybe because when I was younger I had to get into this role of initiating it and maintaining it and being able to end it all so young it, it came to a point where I didn't want to like I didn't want to communicate like you know what I'm saying like I didn't want to be that person I felt like I didn't like I didn't I shouldn't be that person to initiate especially like seeing like everybody else's parent like coming home Jimmy Suzanne and Sarah you know you want your bagels? How was your day today? You know, that was something that um, I would have to look at. And then it's like you see like this parental figure doing it and then it, you would come home and then I felt like I would have to initiate that conversation. How was your day today? You know, I feel like you should be asking me that. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that was something that was hard to um, like acclimate to. So I just didn't do it and you didn't do it. So then nobody did it, you know? Um, but yeah, that was just like kind of my perspective with that, like communication gap and how I felt like that just led to where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's coming from far. It was like that when I was growing up, basically, mom would just provide the food. Okay. You have lunch, you have dinner and, uh, I'll be back later. And that was it, and I went on and in cycles. <laughs> but I think that's just like a part of it now, and I definitely feel like um, this generation that I'm in, and maybe the one after me or a little bit before me, it's just like more open to changing that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I definitely feel like it's also like a cultural thing. Mm. And it's something that you have to want to change because it's hard, you know, even right now I'm tearing up a little bit trying to talk about my feelings. I don't want to talk about my feelings. Right. Nobody wants to talk about their feelings. So I'm not sure. It, it's cultural mostly because you don't have like men, again, men in Jamaica because it's a taboo. But then me and my sister Paulette, we grew up in the same household, but she's so much more open than I am. You know, uh, yeah, so this one instance I remember. So after I migrated to the US, no, she migrated and she said she was coming back to Jamaica. Uh, we were in the airport and everybody was running and hugging. So then I spotted her <laughs> and both of us start running towards each other. You know, run, come we're glad to see each other because it's been like a couple of years and we stopped like a couple of feet apart. Like both of us just stood there. Uh-huh. <laughs> we just never completed the hug. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so it's like that. Um, but now she's now she made it. I'm still I'm still not a hugger. But now if I go visit her at her house, and I'm trying to step past her, she just grab me. <laughs> yeah. So she overcome that. You know, she's more. She learned how to, but uh, I'm still can't do it. <laughs> And I feel like that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I put up a lot of pressure on myself to feel like that's something that I should want. Like, you know, because I feel like other people, they were getting that. And I felt like, well, I need to have that too. But like, you don't necessarily feel like you need to have it just because you see that other people are having it. Or at least that's something that I felt like I had to understand for myself. Because like, sometimes I like to hug and sometimes I don't. And I felt like, I always had to be in alignment with hugging and being, you know, you know, intimate in that way. So I feel like that's okay that you don't. Mm-hmm. I just think that what really matters is just like caring. <laughs> yeah. Um, but can we talk a little bit about your experience, um, you know, transitioning to America? Because going from being in this kind of like poor environment in Jamaica, not really having much, um, being under guidance from your mom to whatever extent, you know, and then, you know, kind of uprooting yourself and your family to a completely different country, a completely different setting, a completely different kind of environment. How do you feel like your experiences was to like acclimate yourself to like this new kind of place? Mm Um, I thank God for Paulette because she came before me, my younger sister. So she kind of figured out a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was pretty excited because this was supposed to be the land of the dream, the big dreams, you know. Um, but nobody tell us it was going to be harder than Jamaica. <laughs> In Jamaica, you could have nothing and still be good, you know. Either stay home and chill, or you go hustle on the road and chill, you know, something. But here, if you don't have it, you're on the streets. <laughs> There's no safe place here if you're really poor, you know, either in the shelter. All right, so once we got here, I thought about, you know, did a couple jobs as um, cashier, uh, working furniture stores, 
Yeah, I tried a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, my mom tried a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was a builder <laughs> at one time. What else I did? Uh, I did a lot of things, different things. Which helped me now in the long run, because now I could identify stuff, you know, you know. Yeah, so when, um, yeah, Paula did help me get my jobs, because she was a talker. So I would show up, fill out the application, and I remember this, this, one of this first job that I got, the guy called back, and he was talking to, and she picked up, and somehow she was pretending she was me. Oh, uh, and he offered a job. <laughs> So when I went in, it was like, so, this is, what? It still couldn't relate to what was happening. <laughs> Aww, you guys were bamboozling the system? Good to know. <laughs> so I got that job. Yeah, that happened a couple of times here. Um, I would just follow behind, even though I was, she was younger, but she was outgoing. So I would follow her to like job interviews, just to kind of see pick up on what she was doing because every she would never lose any in, she always whatever job she goes after she get it sometimes she'll have three four jobs lining up people trying to okay i want it i want it i want it yeah so uh, so i definitely learned some stuff from her even though she don't think she thinks she's learning from me because call her right now she thinks i'm the smartest person in the world but she does offer me things that you know i like and it's so interesting to hear you talk about yourself in that way because you're saying that you're a shy person and all this other stuff, but you own a whole business and you run employees and, mm-hmm. you know, your mom and you're, you, essentially, you're a leader yeah. in a sense. And you are a leader, not even in a sense. So mm-hmm. to hear you say that you're, you think that you're a shy person is really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like you've ever, like, shifted out of, like, that mindset of, of being shy of yeah of being shy yeah actually since i started a business i was kind of forced to step it up yeah because um i was really bad even shy to a point where i couldn't talk to no, like so this yeah so in school if the teacher would ask a question okay Melison, what's a plus b <laughs> I would just start bawling. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, there was some sad stuff. Like um, I, I know, cause I was so traumatized. After, now I have to get up in class and address everybody. Um, so what really helped me along with that though is when I came here, went to college, went to Lagoa Community College. So I did a, I did, I did all the speech classes then. Uh, you know. So uh, to get up in front of the class and give presentations, that helped me overcome a little bit. Yeah, so I, so I was, I worked at a travel agency before, so I remember talking about that particular subject and everybody was like leaned in. So I felt, oh, I have something to say. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so that kind of boosts my confidence a little bit. Cool. And kind of like touching base back on, um, just you know your transition here i know you were saying like you had to acclimate yourself when it came to work and those are the ways that you did it but how do you feel like you were able to acclimate yourself in a like kind of like an emotional way just because i feel like you had to show up 
a certain way in Jamaica, like your culture, and then you had to come into this completely different culture. Do you ever feel like you have to like shift out of who you are to work in this new kind of setting? I didn't have much work experience in Jamaica. Um, I worked at a post office in Jamaica. So when I came here, um, I didn't feel the pressure to change myself because, um, you know, it was still all new working for me anyway. So I was just learning new things. So I didn't have to change much. We had different culture that I was working with. But I get along with everybody. Basically, because I was quiet, I got along with everybody. <laughs> but, you know. Um, but then I also learned I had to talk up if I was going to succeed too. So I remember working at this furniture store and this new girl came in. So I was there for a couple of years already. But she just came in like within a month. She was promoted. I was like, something not wrong right with this picture. What am I doing wrong? So everybody else was cursing her out and she's nosy. And not that, but to me, I was like, wow. How did she do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. She spoke up. She just came and she said, oh, you know, there's a position that I want and I'm going to get it. And she got it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to follow her lead. So when I said, okay, there's a position I want it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they made me my um, assistant manager. And I said, wow, I could be anything I want. You know, so, you know, just by speaking up. So, you know, that was one major breakthrough for me right there. But I think that's that's really cool that you were able to, you know, have a certain upbringing and, you know, come over here at like an earlier age with like a whole family and um, just like not essentially not really have like a plan, but know that you wanted to get somewhere and still feel so deeply rooted in who you are without having to lose yourself. That's like a whole thing. Like, you know, I feel like now... In society, it's so quick to kind of like lose yourself to try to get to wherever you want to go. And, you know, you'll do anything or say anything to anyone to just get to this place. But I felt like, you know, the way you're talking about it, it's like you were really like rooted in who you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so do you feel like there's anything from our conversation that you want to change the narrative with? The only thing I want to change at this point is um, I never, you know, I really don't like going back and undoing things. And I try to look to the future. So um, I'm just trying to be a better communicator. Um... Yeah, actually, yeah. And I've made a lot of strides, you know. I did a lot of... I've improved a lot. did a lot of self-help books. Not the books, because I don't like reading much. <laughs> <laughs> the audio tapes. Yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> that works. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I used to just listen. So I've kind of developed a lot. I agree. I definitely mm-hmm. feel like that. Um, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I de- uh, like within these past few years, 
Um, I don't know if it was like me being at school or, um, but I definitely feel like I've felt you initiate more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely, I definitely started like implementing it into your head. Like you never call me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt like you started to call me, you know, mm-hmm. you started to like create that conversation. You would start asking me more thorough questions about mm-hmm. what's going on in my life. And, and the funniest thing about that, I really want to know, like, <laughs> it's like, um, why nobody tell me anything? <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of that too is just asking. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of ways that we can change that is just by asking. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my childhood I just assumed that you didn't care or like assumed that daddy didn't care or like if I was having a moment when I was in my feelings, like you guys would just let me be in my feelings. But like I would want you to like initiate that conversation. I would want you to ask me what's wrong instead of just like giving me a moment to just wait it over because that's definitely something that I had to like work myself out of when it came to how I was approaching the relationships in my life. Like I had to, like when someone was having an issue, I'd be like, oh, all right, you need a minute. <laughs> go over there, go like, <laughs> go over there, go hang out and then come back when you're good. Like, mm-hmm. but that's not always realistic. You know, sometimes people kind of need that support you know, sometimes people need that initiation. And I felt like because, like, you guys started doing that now, it was really healing for me. Yeah, today's a good day. Um, I'm proud of my daughter for who she has developed into. Make me feel worthy that you could have this interview. Yeah. So she's um, articulate and know to express herself which is a good thing so as I said that <laughs> even with the contractor <laughs> oh you have your daughter talking for you so I felt proud at that moment said wow <laughs> my daughter speaking on my behalf that's good he was getting mad because you were doing such a good job <laughs> you know so I'm glad that you have turned out to be who you are and you know, could stand for yourself or stand for me or stand for your family. That's good. Hope that you continue to get clarity as to why you're here. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um Well, that is all I have for us today, y'all. Um, thank you so much for being here, Mom. <laughs> um, thank you for being open and being willing to communicate and just being open to receiving my words. Um, I've received your words and your perspective. So just thank you and I appreciate you. Okay. And look forward to do it again. Maybe the next time I'll develop a little bit more and be able to connect the dots better. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. I love you. Love you too, Nikki. Oh. <laughs> That's it for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening into today's episode. I'm grateful for you allowing us to be a voice in your ear. If you love the Redefine Your Roots podcast, be sure to leave us your feedback and a rating after this episode. You can keep up with this series at Redefine Your Roots on Instagram. For any information about this episode, you can follow along with the links provided in the description. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an opportunity to redefine your roots. And until next time, Be kind 
be you, and be patient with yourself. I love you all.